MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's primetime action live from the South Point, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us. We have hockey ready to go. Kelly, we got a screen for hockey? No, nothing. Yeah, it's down below. Oh, isn't down it? below. I don't know. I was, I was weird. It's after your local news. That, that's what it is. Coming up after your <laughs> after local news. After your local news. Murder. Oh, there it is. There it is. Murder. She this wrote. whole ESPN on ABC thing. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. It's a minus 150 is the best number. Actually, there's a minus 148, actually. If you want to shop around for Colorado, if you want Tampa, there is a plus 140 out there available right now. Rest of country. So hmm. take a look. Plus 140. On the lightning total still sitting at six. It is now juiced, though. Towards the over, even on the six minus one twenty, over on the six. All right, we all have lightning series bets plus one fifty. Yes, nobody. Yeah, nobody has a game one wager. Nobody. Nope. All right, Kelly. Start yes, I have, start a, first I, have a, I have a bet on Stamkos and Killorn. Oh, that's right, true. Yeah, just our yes. first school fun. Those. Yes, Kelly. Want to update the baseball? Let's do it. Yankees up on the Rays. That game one to nothing. Top of the fourth inning right now. Uh, Yankees minus 300 live. Rays plus 225.5 is your live total. Braves with a one to nothing lead over the Nationals. Bottom of the third. Braves minus 370. Nationals plus 260. 7.5 your live total. The Blue Jays up on the Orioles 5 to nothing. Going to need a lot of Mount Castle uh, love here coming up. Bottom of the third inning in that game. Live numbers currently off the board. Brewers up on the Mets, 2 to nothing. top of the third. Live numbers down in that game as well. Red Sox up on the A's, 3 to nothing. top of the third. Red Sox minus 1050 live. A's plus 600, 9.5 your live total. The Pirates out to a 2 to nothing lead over the Cardinals. That game in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, let's see, money, live money line right now, minus 120 on the Pirates, minus 110 on the Cards, 10.5 your total. Matt almost had a heart attack in here because there was a USFL promo, and it was still a regular season promo. Oh, don't, okay. Don't you worry. Oh. Your Philadelphia Stars They're in there. are in the semifinals. <laughs> what was it, like, coming up this weekend and or something? And had no stars. And he's like, oh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> don't worry, stars play on June 25th. Okay, all right. Playoff berth already sealed. We'll hang out. Then. Because, right. because as you know, Matt, uh, yeah, they were the number I two do, seed in the North. I, I do know this. 
I was on top of that, know. for sure. Yeah, I know you do. Look at that. Beautiful, beautiful Colorado. Look at that outside the uh, the arena for some Stanley Cup action. There's uh, Jack Flaherty. Two runs to the Pirates here in the top of the first. So oh, his, his return... Uh, not going great so far. He did get out of that inning with just allowing the two. So don't worry, he has Goldschmidt coming up. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, no that's all. He, that's all he needs. That's all he needs. That's all he needs. All right. So so we we will be speaking about a lot of golf the rest of the night. Not only our one and done in our rookie draft, but obviously Matt and Kelly's bets for the U.S. Open. Everything, all angles will be covered. We'll also have a weather update from Kevin Roth. But. Um, while all that's coming up, we do have a question here. Typically, we, we ask uh, or we relay questions from the great Ryan Hyatt. But J-Rod has a question tonight. J-Rod, who I met at Bet Bash 2, great dude. Always interact with him on Twitter. Uh, J-Rod has a question. He had two things for tonight. He said, first of all, would, would y'all play a, a uh, top five, top ten, top twenty, etc. at a book that pays out ties at a higher VIG or the regular VIG with dead heat rules? So basically, he's saying... He's basically just saying pay out in full, right? But it's worse number. Yes. Oh, I would which, always play the. I would always play the payout in full. Which is a a great question because I, I told him I I that's what I'll look for these days, Matt. As we've as I've you know we kind of identify which books are dead heating certain markets or not. I mean sometimes you don't. It's it's really hard to know until it happens to you. And then you kind of circle that. What, what was your answer, Matt? On, the, on I that? would always play the. Pay in full for a little bit smaller. Oh, for a little bit smaller price. For meaning, sure. meaning at higher vig. Yeah, yeah, I higher agree. vig to avoid you, the dead. Heat. Yeah, the dead heat math is uh, it can get rough. Not fun, and it can get real rough real fast yeah. because yeah. I mean, so especially in a tournament like this, right? So it is, it is looking like again, scoring conditions could be tough in this. So I mean, like the T five, right. there could be. There are going to be nine guys tied for like yeah. like T five, you know, in this thing. And the general thing that people miss about dead heat math is that it's not just a split. Like if you're in a five way tie, it's not a five way split. It's the split minus your stake, typically. Mm-hmm. And so when you get it back, you're like, "What? I did all that for that." So yeah, if you can, I mean, that question, the either or there, if you could avoid any dead heat scenario. Yeah, I mean, I t- I, I told him I even rep- I, re- I replied to him on Twitter too, just saying for me it's. I, I mean, you have to draw a line somewhere. What, what I usually do is pay. I, I would, I'd be willing to pay up to fifteen cents more, probably. If like we're talking a top twenty or something like that, I would say, like Matt, roughly fifteen cents more. I'm willing to pay to avoid dead heat possibility. I, beyond that, you're, you're, I don't know. You might be overreacting a little bit, in my opinion. But uh, yes, I, I, you're definitely paying a little bit more to avoid that. The other question that J Rod had, by the way, at eighty underscore J Rod. Uh, and he's talking about there, there's I've seen a bunch of these this week, but he he brings up he goes could could y'all look at these specials at some of the books like for instance he says Rom J T Rory all top twenty plus one forty at DraftKings, but like MGM and other books I, I was at Aria making tennis bets last night and they actually put they actually pushed the paper forward they go, look at all these random golf bets we have and it's all these kinds of things where it's like. A group of golfers to miss the cut, a group of golfers to make the cut, a group of golfers to go T20. Do you do any of those? Well, I was looking at some of them last night because a few of them had them had them posted here. And usually, there's all they'll always throw one dude in the group that kind of spoils the fly in the yes, the, yes, that kind of spoils the group. So I haven't found any of those that I like, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I haven't. I don't really venture into that too much me, me either and it's it's pretty much exactly what you said it's just there's usually 
It's usually about a whole one guy who makes you not really want to play it because you're playing a much a much worse mm-hmm. price, right? Than you'd be, than you'd get if you played a couple of outrights or something on some of those guys. And, so, we, and, and just to you know to go back to all this, and listen, those are three of the best golfers in the world and all that. But again, in and of itself, the bet is counterintuitive, right? Because you're the more guys like, like that you're trying to cram into a top. To whatever a yeah, number, yeah, number yeah. that it's 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 working against you a little bit because mm-hmm. there can only be so many guys that can be you know top ten, top twenty, top five, whatever it might be, or something like that. So you know, again, now could could Rom win and Rory get third and JT get set, of course. But I mean, you know, again, it's just in and of itself, right? Like the more guys that you're playing to be inside a finite mm-hmm. finishing position thing, it's, it's working against These you. are all great questions, uh, J-Rod, because, and these are all very timely, obviously, because whether we like to admit it or not, we're just going to be, complete, all of us in some yeah. way are going to be completely immersed, regardless of what else we're betting, uh, into golf betting once again this weekend with the majors. I'm fascinated, by, and I know we're going to talk a ton about it, so we can, we can move on, but like, I, I truly am. I'm truly fascinated by this tournament. Oh, me too. So this is, uh, I wanted to ask you, actually yeah. ask you two a question I asked Rick Gaiman, I think it was last night, where it was like, okay, we, we've seen JT with a massive comeback in the PGA. Did we see somebody else just have a massive comeback in some tournament here recently? Not maybe, necessarily on the PGA Tour, but I think it was on a different tour. But anyway, so, so we have that in our mind freshly about JT. But this is a U.S. Open course, and what I asked Rick, which is what I'd like you guys to Match chime Burns in on. Win. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Your, oh, Bur- your, your Burns win. Yeah. That's right. What's the, like, going into Sunday, projecting forward, like, what's the most, because Gaiman's answer was, oh, actually a lot, because the course is so punitive, or we could use Matt's word, <laughs> penal, <laughs> that he thinks that you actually can come from pretty far back. I thought that was a bit of a surprising answer. Right, the, for live the, betting and that the difference thing. in this tournament as opposed to most you're going to see it's it's not the guy that's going to shoot 8 under when everybody else is shooting 3 under. It's the guy that can shoot 3 under when everybody else is shooting 2 over. That that that's that's the difference in this term. So yeah, I think I think it's possible, but the, like cuz a five stroke run on Sunday could be massive. So th- that's yeah, I, I think it, on Sunday you could come back from from a ways out. I mean, because there's two possible right. There's two two illogical answers there. One, it's it's so punitive that one person could just crap out and mm-hmm. have this horrible run. On the other hand, it's so it's so hard to play that like it's impossible to make up five. Right. So it's like I don't know. It's an interesting question mm-hmm. on a course like this, right? Because that answer could go either way. Yeah, I mean, when we look at it, a lot of the a lot of the lines that are out there for what the winning score is going to be. That's what I was just going to look. Do you have the, the, There's, I mean, the some that I saw earlier in the week were sitting at like three. So basically it was like a, an over under of whether it was going to be three under or four under would be the winning, would be the winning score. Um, there's by the way, here's a graphic, the average winning score to par by major since the year 2000. You see the Masters, the PGA, and the Open Championship all in double digits. And look at the U.S. Open. Average score, winning score to par, four and a half under. So that gives you a, that gives you a sense of just yeah. how different this major is than the others. By brand, right? This is what it's supposed to be. So 275 and a half over under 72 whole winning score is what one book has here in town. Yeah, so four... Three and four. So three, okay, three. Or four. So yeah, so that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. If, if you're thinking that, then you're thinking 
on you know on average, let's say the guy who's the leaders are shooting one under every day, right? So if a guy goes into the final round shoots three three under, and everybody else goes even par or one over, like that's a big swing. It, it w- if you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You know what's out there, so yeah, I think I think it's possible for now. You need to keep in mind, though, when I, you know, like when I'm saying coming from ways back, that guy's only five strokes off or four strokes off to start the day, right? So it's it's just different than a, on a a different week tournament where a guy might be six strokes off the lead and actually you know shoot eight under while everybody else shoots two under, and then he's in the mix. I was reading some reports from guys on the ground who were. You know, again, they can. This stuff can change, and depending on weather conditions and all that. But they, they, they were saying like these greens look impossible. Well, that's what uh, that's what was you know Wes was saying earlier. It's not necessarily the fescue. It's not the rough. It's the fact that these greens are impossible. That could be the uh, story of the weekend. We'll come back. Jonathan Von Tobel on the NBA on the other side. Veasan's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Heat up your lineup with the FootJoy Tee Off Challenge. Join two free fantasy golf contests that could be for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes while the world's best golfers tee it off. Head to DraftKings.com slash FootJoy now to join the action. FootJoy, the number one shoe in glove and golf. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gil, Matt, and Kelly. National anthems being sung. I should say national anthem singular being sung. Amanda Hawkins gets the honors tonight. What do you what do you know about Amanda Hawkins, man? Uh she's not Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> Nor Edwin Hawkins. Yes. Or any of the Hawkins gospel family. Very true. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if he knows anything about the Hawkins family, but it's Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers Podcast, and of course, co-host of The Edge here on the network. JVT, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm excited. Game six. It's been a fun series. Cannot wait to watch what's going to happen tomorrow night. 
So let's start with where you and I ended off the other day when you were on a numbers game, which is, again, I'm a Warriors guy. I've got the Warriors ticket. If, I, if you give me betting truth serum, I don't want Robert Williams on the court. And so every time Ime Udoka takes him off. The MVP, you y- say? Yes, the MVP. That's right. <clears throat> Pardon me, the 1001 MVP ticket, Robert Williams. And what did you land on with, like, do you expect him to get more run or is 30 minutes just about all you're going to get? I think I would think you get like more run like in that last game in game five, right? Al Horford played 33. He played 30. So I, I would expect that maybe you flip those and maybe you tweak it a little bit more like 34 or 28. You know what I mean? In favor of Robert Williams. I just think it's pretty clear at this point that Robert Williams has been the more valuable big between the two of them. I think when you look at how they've been outscored by the near, oh, I think it's like what, 42, 41 points uh, when he is uh, not out there compared to them outscoring the Warriors by about 30 points when he is out there. Uh, having a plus 11, plus minus in that game the other night, despite every single other Celtic with a real role in that game, having a negative plus minus. Jeez. Next best being, I think, uh, Marcus Smart at minus nine. If you want to count Peyton Pritchard in five minutes, who had a zero, that's fine too. But still, it speaks for itself. So I think, Gil, you know, when you're looking at the way that Ime Udoka has staggered these guys, I think he's got the right idea. The question is, is just you flip those roles now. Usually he pulls Robert Williams off first and allows uh, Horford the primary minutes as a lone big. I think you got to flip that at this point. It's pretty clear he is the most valuable dude. John, with the way that the game went the other night, and like it's easy to look at the box score and say, like, oh, you know, all these turnovers, and that's why the Celtics lose. But then you go back through just their entire playoff run here, and the entire playoffs have been them being careless with the ball and turning the ball over all over the place, allowing the major star to have monster games. And I understand some of that is by design, but, I mean, again, over and over and over again. Giannis had monster game after monster game. So did Jimmy Butler, et cetera, et cetera. I get to a point now, and, look, I have a Celtics series ticket I'm not in love with it, obviously, with the way that I've seen things go because I don't really think you can change much here. There's only two games left in this series. It's worked so far. I just don't know if it's going to work against this Warriors team. I think you can still point to some positives for him. Like like you said, the turnovers, it's easy to say cut them out, but at the same time, you've been doing it. So it's like you can keep saying it, but that's part of the problem. And they're clearly at this point not going to cut it out. So it's that magic number, right? 16 turnovers. If they have if they have um, committed 16 or more turnovers, they are 1-7. and seven. If they committed fewer than that, then they are 13-2. and two. So that's obviously a key. But, you know, it's other little things. It's not missing 10 free throws and shooting 60% from the free throw line as a team. Uh, it's not hitting wide open attempts. You know, in that first half, they were generating some open looks from three. They just weren't going down. And all of a sudden, they just go on this barrage where they hit, what was it, eight straight, nine out of ten that went into that third quarter. I still think there's things here when you're looking at Boston that, like, I see the team that I believed in, right? Like, the team that I invested in from a betting standpoint. And you see them in spurts. You saw them in that third quarter. So I still think, obviously, that there's there's hope that this team is going to turn this around. Because I still, I'm personally still in the camp of, this might, and this isn't to denigrate the Warriors because they still have done very good things, but they have more often than not beat themselves. And those are sort of things that when you go back home for a game six, that you can correct and at least extend this series out one more and put people like ourselves who have something on the Boston Celtics in a situation where if you so choose, you can, you know, hedge, get off of it, do whatever you want in a game seven type of setting. John, for the, it's great that you guys have tickets, but I don't crowd. If they're where, where you been, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well, a, a where you been, but B if if you know they're if they're saying okay, what do I do from this point forward? Do I play Game Six? Do I lay the points with the Celtics? Um, 
what would you say to them is the best, obviously, plus 290 on the Celtics to win the series? We talked about Jalen Brown, 15-1 to to win MVP. What's, what's the bet that you would point Celtics, folks with Celtics conviction to if they're landing on this right now? I think I'm pretty confident we're getting seven games. Now, with the result at the end of that seven games, I don't know. But I think you're laying it with Boston uh, in game four. I think they showed you enough in, when we're talking about, again, not making mistakes. I mean, that stretch at the end of the second half where they call or excuse me, end of the second quarter where they calm down and that third quarter in which they looked more like the team in that fourth quarter of game one against Golden State, that that is that is closer to what this team can be if they're actually clicking on cylinders, if Jason Tatum is not committing turnovers and being some weird passive like player that he's kind of been and really was in that first uh, that first quarter of the other night. I think that I'm very confident in saying that Boston is going to go home and win this game. And as we know, uh, these point spreads have not mattered in these finals games. I think it's now like 27 consecutive games in which you know the winner of a game has covered the number. So I would I would feel confident in laying the number with Boston tomorrow, looking at them and realizing that this is the uh, this is the time for them to win this game. They have their advantages in this. If they're going to stagger those minutes, as we expect, as Robert Williams is a little bit healthier. He has said that the two days between games helps him out a lot. I think that playing back at home against the Golden State Warriors where they still have their advantages in the half court defensively that I am confident we will get to game seven. So that's the way that I would approach it. So, John, we, we kind of said the same thing in the in the first hour on a Celtic side of things, but from a Warrior side of things, if you think the Warriors are are going to get it done in, in this game here, you know, at least keep it close or something like that, they just went out right, right? I mean, like, this isn't going to be yeah. – it's either the Celtics – it's either the Celtics like, okay – Establish what they were doing wrong. They fix a lot of these things, and then they win. They win convincingly, or, or the Warriors win this game outright. Right? I mean, like you're just playing money line on Warriors. You're not taking the four. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's what you're looking at, right? I think it's it's the same thing we were talking about with Celtics. Like if you're going to play the Celtics tomorrow, you're laying that because you can lay minus one ten instead of the minus one fifty five that's out there, and they're probably going to cover that number because we've seen this now. Like this is basketball now. Right when these spreads are under six points, especially in playoff games, it has not really seemed to matter. In the fourth quarter, these teams separate themselves. You saw the Celtics pretty quickly uh, pull out, you know, pull the plug on what was happening the other night. They send out Luke Cornett, who thankfully hits a three and pushes my second half bet on the Celtics. Thank you, Luke. Uh, but like that's what you're going to see now as you kind of move forward with these games, and we've seen it play out in this postseason. So I would agree with you, Matt. Like if you like the Golden State Warriors uh, tomorrow, the line, the the play is the money line. These point spreads have not mattered, and this is going to be a game in which they're going to come out and likely win outright if they do. Do indeed, you know, compete if we'll call it that. Andrew Wiggins has uh, slipped down to fourteen to one to M- for MVP here in the finals. John, that doesn't have a shot, does it? I'll book it. I'll book it for you if you'd like. Yeah. Like, no, it's. <laughs> I have said this before. Uh, Steph Curry, the only. I think I made the joke the other day. The the way there is a path for Andrew Wiggins to win this. It, it is that he scores every single point for the Golden State Warriors from here on out. And I think that's that's how he that's his <laughs> that's path to finals MVP. Because they're not giving it to somebody not named Steph Curry, especially after what he did in game four, what he did through the first four games of the series. It's it's just not happening. And what they and what they didn't give to him the first three finals. Well, and that's the other thing, too, right? We talk about this all the time. It's narrative. What's the biggest narrative around Steph Curry coming into these finals? It's the fact that he doesn't have a finals MVP and that there are some people out there who feel like he needs it. And he has a 40-point game on the road that tied the series that kept them from going down 3-1. Like, he's got everything in their favor. Like, there is no universe in which he's not winning finals MVP when they win the series. We had a couple of different head-to-head market, uh, head-to-head points markets out there right now. Wiggins versus Smart. Curry versus Tatum. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you the prices on these guys. Wiggins versus Smart. Curry versus Tatum. Points in the game tomorrow. What, what would you say? 
And this is just like head-to-head? Yes. No, like, yes, okay. head-to-head points. And then I'll tell you the numbers on them. I just want to see, like, Wiggins versus Smart and then Curry versus Tatum. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that Wiggins is favored and Tatum is favored. Uh, actually, no, no. So no? Wiggins, Wiggins, Wiggins favored, and then uh, and Curry. So Wiggins minus one fifty five versus Smart. Smart plus one twenty five. Curry minus one thirty five. Tatum plus one ten. Okay. I, I mean, I would. I'm assuming that the market is believing in Tatum and some bounce back Kobe esque type performance coming back at home. Uh, but to me, like the, the guy that I've been looking at, because I have a ticket on win Finals MVP. I mean, it would be Jalen Brown. They they did a great job of forcing him to go to his left. But he has shown, like when the Celtics were at their best in the series, he's been the guy that has sparked them. Whether you go back to that fourth quarter in Game One, uh, the Game Three in which he was brilliant in the first quarter, he was really aggressive for this team. Actually, early in that third, where he got to the fi- free throw line multiple times at the start, then started sparking the offense. To me, I'm looking at Tatum more than I'm. Or excuse me, I'm looking at Brown more than I'm looking at Tatum. All right, JVT, only thirty seconds. It's my quest to rank the Warriors dynasty if they win this title. Four and eight years it would be. Where would they rank? I say it's only Jordan modern day history now. Not talking about Bill Russell Celtics. But Jordan's six and Magic's five would, would have to be, even by number it works out that way, would have to be the only dynasties better than this one? I would agree with that. I think so. I mean, especially with the different iterations of this team that they have done it with and what Curry's had to go through and Clay Thompson and the injuries and whatnot. I would agree with that ranking, yeah. Okay. Haven't found anybody who disagrees. By the way, Matt Brown excited every time the puck goes down the. Uh, the I just rail. need it on our end. <laughs> <laughs> it's just John. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, man. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. You too, Jonathan Montobo at me JVT Hardwood Handicappers. By the way, he does special episodes after every game, so he'll pop one out after uh, after tomorrow night's game as well. I believe "pop one out" is the technical yeah. phrase on that. All right, U.S. Open golf next big time on Veasan's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime, Gil, Matt, and Kelly. Lightning on a power play, Matt. It's very exciting for you. It is. Oh, boy. By the way, do you know what they the- ought to do? They ought to put on the side of the screen who is on the ice at the time. Because you have no idea who it is. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone does, right? You know because what's going on and you know what's just funny constantly. is I totally agree, but I bet you most hockey fans out there they would be know. like, no, please don't please clog don't up the screen anymore. No. Just because you you don't you're gonna win this and you're not gonna know who who made the goal, right? That's what you're that's what you're yeah, well, upset about. Yeah, I'm, well I don't even know if my guys my guys might not even be out there. I might be drawing dead right now. <laughs> you you know what, what they could do, Matt? I'm with oh. you. I'm with you. You know, like in golf, when they do the real tiny lower third scroll of like in alphabetical order, what people's scores are. Yes. You can just make it that size, really tiny at the bottom, five on for each. Or team. right underneath Tampa Bay power play right now, they could just have the numbers of the of the guys, like of both teams well, that are on the ice Google. right now. But then I got to go Google the, what, the roster. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, see the roster. Uh, Yes, we, you and I would have to look it up, but at least the, the fan at home who knows, like, oh, my favorite player is number whatever, I would look up what Stamkos and Kilhorn's name, numbers are right now, and I would know whether they were on the, on the ice or not. Oh, full strength. Full yeah. strength. Sorry, See, man. I'm drawing dead. I'm drawing dead. <laughs> the reason Matt is excited because he has two Tampa Bay Lightning players. Not one, our, but two. That's right, in our little thing. Speaking of what he just said, do you guys ever feel like you remembered everybody's numbers when you were like a kid? I don't know anybody's numbers these days. You know, you know what I mean? Like, unless it's someone we talk about like all the time, like it's a superstar. Like, Sometimes I look at a number and I'm like surprised by it. Dude, when when a birthday changes. Oh, we have a goal coming, I think. Oh, my. 
And it's oh, a, no. And it's a member of the Colorado Avalanche, so oh, Matt is can't win. Dead. Where's the Matt Kinnon? Where's the Matt Kinnon? Pass Vasilevsky, goal, Colorado. Okay, I wrote down, don't be Landis Glog. Landis <laughs> Who scored? Because I wrote down, I wanted to pick Landis Glog, but I didn't pick him because I wanted two LGLs. <laughs> it's Landis Glog. Is it really? Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. word from Dan's downstairs, yeah, it's it is Landis Glog. What that means that it would carry over. Nobody had Landis Glog, right? Well, whatever. I wrote Landis Glog, and I didn't pick him. All because means, I wanted two LGLs. Sorry, buddy. All that means is the pot grows for Monday. Wow. Pot grows for Monday. Landeskog. Right Went there. Went uh, over the left shoulder of uh, Andre Vasilevsky. Landeskog. <laughs> it is crazy. Wow, yeah, oh, right no. over the pad. Wow. Well, yeah, it gets trickled by. <sighs> uh, Matt, Matt might, uh, we might want to question who got that goal. I mean, come on. He barely it was already in, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's what Jeremy's saying. Landis Cox stole it from Randon. Oh, Randon was my guy. Was you? Were you on Wait, it? Wait, Landis Cog was the guy who just put the stick on we, it at the end. Yeah, right at the end. It was going in, anyways. I have been robbed. You have been robbed. You've been robbed in the that's first goal. Brutal. That's actually that is a robbery. Well, too bad. I feel horrible for you. We'll have to roll it over. I guess that is a full. on. Can we get a replay on that? <laughs> I just you didn't just see the replay. I did. It, I didn't realize how easy of it, it was. Just I'd like, like a tap. I'd like additional replays. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like half goal, they should do half goals. Like that should be a it half should. a goal. Yes, I agree with you. If that. they have an official scorer who decides whether a sog, right. it, whether is or isn't, if a, if a guy's in front of the where he catches it, he should be able to say that's only a half a goal. Or if like I rocket a shot at you standing in front of the net and you do the little cute little ricochet in, you get the goal and I don't. That's not fair. How did I write down Lannister? How, how are you mad? I don't want. He's, he's yeah, I mad. Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I should be yeah. mad. Well, because I would have actually won, though. Yeah, but you would have been not. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'd like actually won. Yeah, you have more reason to be mad than I do. Okay. God. <laughs> this reminds me of the Jeff Farrell's conversation I had with him one time. Where he's like, "Check out all these amazing numbers I got. I beat books for in town." Yeah, I'm like, "Look at yeah. I'm like, "That's a good." Wait, I'm, Jeff, all these are old tickets. They didn't cash. He's like, "Yeah, but I got great numbers." Oh, and yeah. I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> The old CLV victory. Higashioka goes deep for the Yankees. They take a four to nothing lead on the Rays. But according to the box score here, they weren't any. They weren't earned runs. Yeah, unearned um, on yeah, Shane McClanahan. McClanahan. They're all. They're all unearned. Um, outside of he had, he had obviously the one earned that he gave up the home run to to Judge in the first. But yeah, all unearned there against McClanahan. But uh, uh, up four nothing now. Oh, Avalanche oh. again. Oh boy! Yeah, but who is this? We're is dead. this the onslaught now? <laughs> it's two to nothing. Wait a minute! Oh man, Andre Vasilevsky, who are you? That Vasilevsky, Con Smythe ticket now. Oh boy! Tear it up, burn it. Two to nothing. Lanch ten thirty seven left first period. And they're going crazy in Colorado. Yeah, I'm not going to guess on names. Um, that was it, none of our guys. It looks like a Hutchinson, but there's no way some guy. Chu- oh, Chuskin. Yeah, not even close. Not, not Chuskin. I was going to say, there's no way some guy named Hutchinson plays in the, in the NHL. And <laughs> Orioles fans, you are down 6-2, to two, but you can breathe easy. Oh, yeah. Adley Rutschman actually hit his first home there run as go. a major leaguer. Five-hole on a, uh, that time. Two-run shot off Jose Barrios. So it is to 6-2, but, uh, you know, again, he was he – was str- he's struggled since he's come. He's hitting 184, but um, – 
you know, maybe that first homer type thing, yeah. you know, can can kind of like give you that that, mm-hmm. that confidence you need. Again, one of called the most perfect prospect in years at catcher. Jeez, Adley Rutschman. So, uh, first first homer for him as an Oriole. Valerian Nachushkin on the uh, goal for the Lanch two to nothing. Uh, by the way, back to that Tampa Bay Rays Yankees game. You mentioned Higashiaki. Um, just four to nothing Yankees. Mike uh, Michael Montesano texted. He said Rays currently have fourteen players on the IL, and now Kevin Kiermeyer just left the game injured in this one. And uh, before the Higashioka homer and the three run homer was the Aaron Judge solo Jimmy Jam and tweets about that one. Aaron Judge versus Shane McClanahan. It was a unicorn. Home run, exit velocity 104.1, launch angle 24 degrees, projected distance 364. It would have been a home run at Yankee Stadium and nowhere else. Well, because he went oppo. Because he went oppo. Yeah. Aaron the Judge. Short porch over there. 25th ding dong. Higashioka, I think, was the third of the season on the three run homer. How did my uh, how my Kawhi Leonard tweet uh, go over on uh, a, a numbers, numbers game? This morning? Yeah. Uh, Jeff liked it. I don't know if it got. <laughs> I would have liked more laughs, quite frankly. I enjoyed it tremendously. Everybody give Jason Tatum a break, all right? Come on. <laughs> I loved it. There, there is a, fir- a first pitch coming if you want to get on the Guardians and Rockies. Um, Rockies are actually favored here at home over the Guardians. Austin Gomber is on the hill for them. Connor Pilkington for the Guardians. They are minus 120, the Rockies are, at home. Even money on the Guardians on the road. And a a 12 is the total there? Two. 12. That might be our first 12 of the year that we've. Colorado. 12. Man. Our, we're dead. Vasilevsky. Oh, you mean our, you mean our series ticket is Vas- dead? Vasilevsky's <laughs> confidence is shot. You know, the thing is about hockey, though, man. None of these games mean anything towards the next game. Didn't we hear he was bad at the beginning of the year or something and then he became good? Maybe he's bad again. <laughs> Hockey deep dive analysis. I would be mad. Hasn't been wrong on these like guesses he's had recently. That's it's, the hockey salary one. Yeah, yeah, the hockey, yeah, the hockey salary one. He was all over. All right, one hundred twenty second United States Open. Um, we're gonna run into a wall here in a couple minutes. But you guys want to start on this? What are you looking for? Let's yeah, start there. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe let's just, we'll run through the course real quick, and then yeah. we can come back come back through. Just you know, again, if you're if you're looking at guys, we're not necessarily looking at bombers here. This is a seventy two hundred and sixty yard course. It it is still long because again, it's a par seventy. There is there are two fewer par fives, so and a couple of short par threes. So it's not like a short course by any stretch. But you don't have to be a bomber. Uh, it doesn't feel like to have success here. Uh, one of the par fives. Looks like it's going to be gettable. The other one, likely going to be a three-shot par five. There are eight par fours, 450 yards or longer. So that lets you know, lots of long irons going to be coming in into these holes. So long iron play was was something that I looked at uh, pretty heavily this week. Guys that are going to be, be able to take advantage of that. That being said, even if they hit good shots, it is small greens. They are the six smallest greens on tour. So even if they hit good shots, Gil, not likely to uh, to always hold these greens. Now, if we do get precipitation tomorrow, it could soften them up a little bit, and yeah. so th- there there could be that. Um, but you know, again, we're we're not weather people. We'll talk to Matt Matt Roth a little bit later. Um, or, Kevin, fairways, or Kevin Roth. Uh, Kevin Roth, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, tight fairways. So we're going to be looking at. Uh, we're gonna be looking at guys maybe that are straight, not necessarily long. We we like we always love long and straight. If you can find that, great. But straight 
is 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 definitely better here. Eighty two bunkers on this course. So Breakaway. Breakaway. Let's go. Oh, save Vasilevsky. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, water and play only on four holes, so we're not really worried about that too much. But the 82 bunkers, you're going to need guys that are pretty good out of the sand because they're going to find the sand at some point. There's also going to be these chocolate drops all over the place out there Love as well. This. These are just little mounds of grass that are put there intentionally uh, just to make things a little bit harder. Going to be blind shots into the green a lot of times as well. And, of course, the nasty thick rough that we're used to in these U.S. Opens. And so... If you miss too far off, you're going to find yourself in some stuff that's that's pretty gross. 156 guys are going to tee it up. The top 60 in ties are going to move on to the weekend. wonder if this comes down to a chocolate drop on Sunday. Couldn't that be interesting? On 18? That'd would've, be fun. Would have been different were not for that ball wedge behind <laughs> a chocolate drop. We'll come back. More 122nd United States Open from the Country Club at Brookline. It's VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Put some cash in your pockets with the Wrangler Hoops Draft Challenge. Make your picks on where the future stars will land at DraftKings.com slash Wrangler and compete for your share of $10,000 in prizes. Wrangler for the ride of life. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Nicholas Paul. Biscuit in the basket. Jake, I thought. I think it's Jake. Uh, is he correct? No. You are incorrect. No. Nicholas. Nor is it Tom. It's his Paul. brother. Come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Logan Paul. Not Rue. <laughs> it's Logan Paul. Uh, or Rue. Nicholas Paul makes it 2-1 to one now. Tampa Bay cuts the uh, Lance lead in half. Just like that. Gil, I'll tell you, that VEASAN++ Plus Plus subscription, whenever it gets up and running, uh, we're going to make more money off of that than that, anything we do at this That was network. an epic VEASAN++ Plus 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 segment that just happened. It really there. was. It really was. I think I'm back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
being the producer, though. I, that, I, yeah. I, I was told I did a good job finally at the end of a three-minute really, really random conversation. Kelly with just the best intentions in the world, try to produce the show, met with nothing but apathy and disinterest <laughs> by, by certain people here. No names. But you guys worked it out, right? Yeah, we're golden. Sure, <laughs> sure. We're back friends again. Yeah, back to being friends. And you worked out the whole thing. Yeah, All we're right. back to being friends again. Back to the golf. He didn't answer my question, but right. Yeah, yeah. I still don't. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I still don't know the answer to your yeah, question. That's a whole no. different story. Yeah. That's for the subscribers. All right. So what do you? Uh, we're, we're, let's look. Let's look at the adjusted odds. Board. We're gonna go to the top start of the board. There. Yeah. Let's go to the top of the board, and why don't we do a case for case yeah. against here thing for for the guys at the top starting with Rory. If, if if you look at Rory, he's 10 to 1 and the betting favor he moved to the betting favor after the win this past weekend. Rory's actually been playing very well. I mean, he is on he's you know, you remember Kelly like, even when he wasn't winning or, or competing in tournaments, we were talking about with Rory he was still having like a couple of rounds of tournament where it looked like the old Rory, yes. right? And he just couldn't put four together. And it was like sometimes on Sundays he would come roaring back and back door into a top ten, back door into a top five, and all that. Oh. Well, you oh, almost get it again. That was a perfect, perfect pass. pass. Oh. Yeah, just went through the through the uh, stick. But instead, you start to look, and it's kind of like, man, it wasn't really. I mean, he really wasn't that bad, really ever. It's just. He had that one round that made it to where he wasn't going to win the tournament. I mean, he he won the CJ Cup last at the end of last year. Right. So you come back at the beginning of this year. Tenth at the Genesis, thirteenth at the Arnold Palmer, thirty third at the Players. He missed the cut at the Valero, but then second at the Masters, fifth at the Wells Fargo, eighth at the PGA, and then eighteenth at the Memorial the week before last week when he wins at the RBC. So it's it's like. He's actually been really good. It's just for whatever reason, a little overshadowed by Scotty Scheffler and that epic run and, and all the stuff that was going on there. So I don't have a real case against Rory other than, than the price than here his number. in yeah. the field. You know, he, he, he is my number one power ranked golfer this week. This is where we talk about, listen, if you are in a state that, that, that allows DFS or something like that, like I would love to be able to get exposure to Rory yes. like through, through a DFS angle, right? Like I, I don't want to bet him at 10 to 1, but having him in 50% of my lineup or something like that and being like heavily exposed to him in a, in a fantasy aspect that might be something I could do and hey look if you have him still available in a one and done or something like that maybe that's a, a way to get some exposure to him as well last 12 rounds second off the tee strokes gained off the tee sixth and strokes gained approach uh, he is fifth in bogey avoided seventh in greens and regulation 13th in scrambling in this field 28th around the green sets up really well for what we should see this week he what, is in the 36 round model second in the 24 round model he is second in the 12 round model he is first so Ooh. very hard yep to to talk to you against him look I took Justin Thomas but I got 17. At eleven, uh, again, it depends. So if you're if you're just swooping in and you want to bet your favorite golfer and you want to bet a guy that has a ton of win equity, then hey, listen, I'm not going to talk y'all for Rory or Justin Thomas or anything like that. If you're a long term golf better, it's hard to to bet eleven to ones and make a lot of money, right? But but listen, if you if this is just a kind of hey, let's swoop in and and bet a major, I have no problem with betting Justin Thomas, another guy in absolutely excellent form. The win equity is through the roof. We've seen Justin Thomas win a million times. We know that he can do it. We know that he can go super low in rounds and catch up, even if he doesn't have his greatest stuff in any round on a Thursday or a Friday or something like that. Um, so really tough for me to talk anybody off of Justin Thomas. If we kind of go and look, again, 
go back to the models. The 50-round model, he is number one overall in my model. In, 30, in the 36, he's number one overall. In the 24, he's a little bit further down at seventh overall. But again, so the long-term, recent form, there for Justin Thomas, really hard other than the price again for, for, for him. Me too. I would say he's my second power range golfer this week. And yeah, it's everything's there but, but the price. I will be looking. I didn't play any of Rory or Justin Thomas uh, pre-tournament, I will be looking to get in on them live. John Rahm at thirteen to one, I do think is interesting because again, we've we have been on this very program when John Rahm's been eight to one, mm-hmm. nine to one, ten to one. He drifts to thirteen now. Maybe if you shop around, you can even find something a little bit longer on him. I think we've overcorrected a little bit yeah, because again, too. like the majority of everything is still there. He's just been really bad around the greens and that's frustrated him, which has led to him not scoring at the level that we've seen from John Rahm in, in years past. But again, like that is something that he wasn't historically bad at. This is not a long-term bad for him. It's recent form bad, which I think a guy like him is as talented as he is, uh, I think he could turn it around a lot. And here's the other thing. And again, we go back to to, to DFS on on this. If you are a DFS player, like John Rahm, I think John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler are the next guy we'll talk about. I think both of those guys are going to go under the radar here because John Rahm viewed as this guy that does. I know he won a little bit ago, but that was in a JV field. You know that, that Mexico event was a there was no one in that field. But um, I think these guys are going to go a little bit under the radar. So getting exposure to them, maybe even through that market, might be something. But John Rahm is a guy, as you just mentioned with. Roy, and JT, John Rahm's a guy that I will be looking to try to get into um, in tournament if if something presents itself after Thursday. Yeah, Friday. I think he is. Uh, he's the guy I would trust the most on the tee box this week, which is going to be very, very important. Unfortunately, like you said, Matt, the around the green issues I think are something that do stand out a little bit. But he can easily, if he if he's hot off the tee, hot on approach and putts well, could easily win this week. Uh, no question. Uh, Scheffler, well, I mean, look, number one golfer in the world. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, the heater cooled down just a little bit. But, I mean, like, what are we doing here? Like, all, So, he's he's the favorite favorite, and he's not the favorite because Rory won? I mean, like, you know, right. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I think, the I think again. Totally the, agree with that. Like, the shift, yep. like, moved again too much here. I mean, he, he was still 18th last. I mean, he topped 20 last week. Yes, Rory won. He topped 20 last week, the week before he lost in a playoff. Yep. You know, I mean, he was right there to win yet again. So I, I don't, I think this, I, I get it. The miscut at the PGA, he had a bad turn. Like, like people are not going to play. It's golf. It is very hard. It's very hard to consistently be good. So uh, Scheffler to me is a guy that, you know, look, he's a spoiler alert. My one and done this week, <laughs> you know, like uh, it's 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 a oh no, Kelly just pulled his glasses off. Oh, that he must mean Kelly's got it too. That must mean he did it too. Kelly, why? Kelly cannot why? gain ground, is what that means. Wow. Well, you could gain ground on the leader, me. Wow. But again, recent guys, you know, I mean, you, you've been with us here. He won the Phoenix Open. He got seventh at the Genesis. He won the Arnold Palmer. He won the Masters. He got 15th at the Byron Nelson. He got second again. It lost in the playoff in the Charles Schwab, and then was 18th last week. I mean, what, what, what more do you want? Yeah, okay, scream at me that he missed the, the cut at the PGA. Well, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes some you're not going to play perfectly. Which is where every, I had him in one and done. Yeah, like every single week. He, he's um, still, of the four guys we've talked about yeah. so far, he's the most well-rounded, I think, of every all parts of his game right now. So I... Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely has a chance. All four of those guys could go out and win this week. I'm confident in all four of them. Everybody loves Xander. 
I have Xander in the top 10. Xander's win equity, as we know, is not very high. Yes. He doesn't win very often. I understand if you want to play him in an hour. He's going to win at some point. He's too good to not win. I just, for me, at the 20 to 1s, like if I keep betting these dudes that just don't win at 20 to 1, as much as I bet golf, I'm going to go broke. So I just can't, I can't do it. I, I understand if, you, if people want to do it. I bet him in the top 10 market. I think he has another strong showing here. It's just the win equity is not there for me on Xander. I have a lot of exposure on Xander this week. None of it in the outright market like you talked about. We are a 5-on-3 two-man advantage oh, for the Colorado Avalanche right now. 2-1, to one, 320 left in the first period. This is where this is. Where they put should put in the two goalies. <laughs> is, this, is this what you would do? You would yeah. employ that strategy? That's where you do that. I've got a. Th- I've got something for your five on three. Watch this. <laughs> uh, Cam Smith too erratic off the tee yep. for me this week. Uh, look, if he's longer than twenty two, if I was getting thirty five, maybe, and just hope that he's able to figure something out. Like off he's the a tee. wizard around the greens and on the greens, right? But yeah, yeah it, but, too erratic it, off the tee for me to too, consider. Too short for me. Um, with all that. So, I mean, you know, outside of that, Cantlay is the only other guy in here that, that, that you know, we don't have outrights on that we'll talk about a little bit later. I had no for me interest is in him. A guy yeah. that he's fine. If you want to bet him, I get it. The recent form isn't all that great. It's and not, so yeah. for me, that's, that's the reason I'm off of him. He doesn't do anything particularly bad here. I think he fits okay. Um, I just think the, the recent form here is not what I want in an outright ticket in a field this incredibly strong with some of the guys playing so good. Five to three advantage yeah. comes through for the Lanch. Three to one. Colorado. Right there. As uh, the Lightning are left to shake their heads. They did not agree with that. 229 left first period. Three to one. Over is looking really good thus far. We'll come back. I think we kind of know most of our one and done, our draft, and these guys' actual bets for the MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.